Welcome, family, to another edition of T-Limbs Presents The Bridge, a place where your voice can be heard. Hey, you guys, how y'all doing? Hi, doing well. How are you? Okay, yeah, of course, you know my brother, uh, Jermaine, uh, Twyla, and yeah. yours truly. That's not my name, so don't be addressing me as yours truly. But anyway, we got an exciting show for you guys again uh, today. Uh, actually, we got a little treat for you by our own uh, Twilight a little bit later on coming up. But anyway, um, we want to send a shout out to Ron and uh, Reggie, our two gurus that makes this happen. So again, oh, we don't have the little clapper things. Yes, I did. I have them, but you didn't Don't ask. worry about it. Okay. okay. Here you go, Ron and Reg. Okay. <laughs> We're going to give you the real clap, you know. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, I want to send a shout out to our, our boy Francis. What's up, friend? Woo! All right, all right. And Teresa. Miss Teresa. <laughs> hey. Oh, hey, Teresa. <laughs> anyway, so send y'all some Teresa. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, like I said, uh, we got a good show for you today. Um, uh, first and foremost, um, I got some good news and I got some bad news. And later we have some great news. But anyway, first and foremost, um, I'd like to send our condolences out to the families in Venezuela uh, that yeah, experienced that, that tragedy this, this yeah. past week. Mm -hmm. uh, also, we want to send our condolences out to... Uh, Ethiopian uh, Airlines. Pardon me? The Ethiopian Airlines. The Ethiopian Airlines. I'm glad you said that because, you know, some first I, I named dang near every country in Africa trying to think of that. But anyway, we, we send you our, <laughs> our condolences, uh, you know, yeah. uh, our heartfelt condolences, and, and we are with you on that. Um, also, I want to send out a message, a cry for help uh, for uh, all the people in the African nations. Now, y'all experience, and y'all know this thing would happen the last time colonization happened, okay? Uh, it's kind of happening again, y'all. You better wake up. Uh, just because these Chinese are, are, are willing to help. Uh, with irrigation, I use that as an example, but with irrigation, but in turn, y'all got to give them something. Nothing is free but God's love. Uh, so, uh, again, they're, they're saying, okay, yeah, we'll help you do this, we'll help you do that, but give us this coastline. So, uh, again, now, that's how it happened before. So, y'all know better than us. Uh, the history. So again, here it is trying to repeat itself again. So watch out for that. I mean, come on. Now, one more thing too, and 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 I know we kind of point the finger at y'all, and y'all kind of point the finger at us. But dig this, you know, uh, just like here and just like there. I know there's kumbayaters, you know, that that's working with the enemy, that that you know, some that suppresses, <laughs> you, you you know, and they don't get the word out. Now here's. A continent, not a country, a continent that's bigger than all the other continents put together because they all can fit inside of the continent of Africa. Um, again, why isn't there no unity there? Come on, guys. You, you, you know what I mean? So that in itself says a lot. So you got one person that's controlling all the riches that's selling y'all out. That's what I said. We got maybe not one, but a whole bunch of kumbayater, kumna. Bayaters that's that's sitting in, in, in positions that they can make a difference and they're not making a difference. So again, I, I, I want you guys to be aware. Uh, uh, let's show them that we can come together. Let's show them that we can unify. You, you know something? 
Africa is the only continent. Matter of fact, if Russia is a continent, right? No, what is Russia, it? no Russia is a country. Well, whatever Russia is, I don't care. But anyway, I don't live there. But anyway, um, <laughs> they have different providences. Like you got not Uganda, but uh, uh, Ukraine. Ukraine. Well, Ukraine is a country by itself too. But it's in Russia, in no. the area. Oh, it's in the area. It's a neighboring country, but it's not. Okay, some of them countries that's in in, in Russia. I bet you can't go over there some and the buy nothing. Some of those. What are, what are some of those countries that neighbor are Russian neighbors? You're talking about. Okay, what she said. Okay, even like China is is one big you know providence. Africa is one big time. Let me let me help. Um, <laughs> the thing that's happening in Africa on the continent of Africa, you have fifty four countries, fifty four different countries on this one continent, and the division lines were established by their European uh, conquerors. Con conquerors, right, and, and the colonies were set up in that way without any respect of their different uh, tribal lines. And that's part of the problem that, that is that they have tribal rules and, and you have like the Hutus and the, and the, and the Tutsis and, and Rwanda. There was just a great big genocide that we could have prevented. We knew anything. We knew a lot about it too. And we, we've seen some documents that recently were leaked about what Bill Clinton really knew. But their problems, I know we have this desire to reunify ourselves to the continent, to our, our primordial source, so to speak. But there are some things that are political that they have that's systemically structured. Part of it is because our type of government, our type of, of uh, uh, democracy that we try to push off on the rest of the people in the world doesn't fit for these different countries. And, right, be, and, and, so and, and it fails yeah. because it doesn't work in these countries. And that's part of the problem. They're trying to follow a model that does not take in consideration their, their religion um, preferences, their, their, their ethnicities, their, their cultural biases right. themselves. Well, it's, so, it's, it's that system that they need to buck. Now, uh, remember I was telling you uh, that I've uh, read something that said uh, the system is not broken, so we can't fix what's not broke. The system is like that because it's by design. Mm. So it's, it's not broken, it's by design. Uh, the justice system is like it is by design. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a, a broken system. The uh, political system is like it is by design. It's, it's not broken. So get that in, in, in your head. But anyway, I wanted to send that out. Uh, also, um, you're in trouble because you're sandwiched between the Wright brothers. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, See, wow. Teresa. Well, no, because I'm always sandwiched between you two, but now I don't have any No, help. okay, you got actually the bookends today, and, and see, two uh. rights don't make a wrong. <laughs> and so, now, having what? said that, what? now, you know something, uh, uh, <laughs> but what, what, no, do two, what do two no. rights make? No, it's not. What do two rights make? Wilbur and Orville, they make planes. No, ah. very good, that was better than my joke, but anyway. <laughs> 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 yeah, right, score. No. You ain't supposed to be scoring, but anyway. Uh-uh. Uh, two rights makes the truth. Hey. How about Good that one? Glory. Ba yeah. Well, <laughs> well, let's talk about some truth. You're talking about truth. Okay, yeah, let's talk about some truth. And as I said, I got some feel-good stories, some feel-good news, because you know something? Media always depict us in a negative manner. Who's us? Black people. Specifically? Black Americans. 
more specific. Black men. Oh. Okay. okay. Black men. And they throw some women, sprinkle some women in there too. Oh uh, yeah, but, but the, we the, we the find the attack, the attack is clear though. The, the oh oh clear. absolutely. The, the, and you know something, uh, 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 Jermaine, you said it correctly. It's an attack. Mm. You, you you know something. Come on, y'all. Do I have to pull out the mirror? Wake up. Come on. Golly, it's it's as plain as the nose on your face. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but, you know, uh, I want to give you all some feel-good stories that don't mix the media. And, and, and these are things that uh, uh, you guys need to know because you know something? Don't believe the hype because that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? We can uh, 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 and we have uh, been um, productive. productive, thank you. And 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 what go and building this country and, and actually what goes on in this country. But anyway, first story uh, deals with this nine-year-old entrepreneur. Now uh, his name is uh, Camden Myers, and I'm gonna read this like the news dude read. Uh, nine-year-old entrepreneur opens coffee shop, employed people with special needs. Uh, Camden Myers, a nine-year-old entrepreneur from North Carolina, has recently opened his first coffee shop called. Cam's Coffee Creation. Having personally experienced development challenges, he combines that with a knack in business to also open job and training opportunities for people with special needs. Now, this is a nine-year-old. And that was in uh, High, High Point, North Carolina, right? Or uh, Winston-Salem, somewhere around that area, right? Yes. Winston-Salem, yes, yes, correct. Now, our next story deals with uh, HB. Pause. So you had a nine-year-old. Pause. Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. He's a, he, we're Trekkies, but you know, anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> you had a nine-year-old mm -hmm. who started the coffee business. A nine-year-old child who had developmental challenges. Would his teacher in school say that he was capable of doing that? I mean, of course not. Why not? What were the development of the ladies? That would be the question first and foremost. But the teacher probably said that because the teacher didn't believe. Abstract. Well, one thing for sure Same is learning. that a lot of times yeah. you get um, diagnoses of your children in school. I haven't been in that classroom. I can tell you some of the most brightest students I ever had were autistic and had Asperger's. But even the almost with the different developmentally challenged in different ways, there was some kind of spark to all of them. It was just a matter of being able to, to find the time, to take the patience, to, to pull it out, and it takes a team effort with the parents, and that's the one thing that we do need always. Parents need to participate in it. So obviously this young man has a strong support system. So we can say kudos not just to him, oh, yeah. but to, 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 to his your family. mom and pops, to you know, family. that's in your life. Cause, uh, great job, Cam. I yeah. mean, uh, Keep up the good work. Yeah. Well, that's I, actually a good plug, not to cut you off, a good plug for next week uh, for our guest, Miss Davis, oh, yeah. next week. And her son, um, who's autistic, we actually were just at lunch with her on Friday, and we talked about that. So, um, actually, great plug, brother. Oh, well, this great, is what, great this plug. is, this is, see, this is what we do. See, you know, you know something, like I said, next you would week, think. Siobhan Davis. There you go. I was going to ask you what we Be there. As, as a matter of fact, now, don't only just be there. You know, like I said, we do welcome your input. Uh, and I, I say this on numerous occasions. You know, 
put your brick in the foundation so you can feel like you are part of. Uh, 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 send us your 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 uh, requests, uh, any suggestions or things that you that you could. Uh, help to make our show better for you because it's for you I ain't gonna do the mirror on you but it's for you oh, uh, no. it's about you what'd you say I said oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh oh gosh <laughs> next story she went and did it <laughs> okay no but, uh, right right quick but you know you okay. being a former teacher yes you know there are, are different teaching methods True. You, you know I'm not saying the old methods don't work but these new methods, they cut out so much that you don't know. Like we were talking about the cake. You know how to make the cake, but you don't know, you know, what all the ingredients that goes in the cake or, or the proper preparation. So there's different teaching means. Now, again, you said this nine-year-old, y'all would throw him, they would cast him aside. And this dude is a genius. You, you, you know what I mean? So there are different teaching methods that, you know, teachers do have to address and, and parents need to, to work with their children, too, as well. See, there's a bigger problem with the, with the teaching um, versus parenting thing because you, the teachers get a lot of the blame, right? Mm -hmm. But they're being told to teach to a standard, which is you have to teach these kids this, this, that to pass the test, a standardized test at the end of the right. year or to reach these numbers whereas even as a teacher if I feel like okay I can reach I can reach these kids in this way but the principal is telling me no 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 you, you have to do it this way so it's not always the teacher ironically it's not always the teacher sometimes it's a team it's the bigger picture in terms of politics but oh, but, but it's a team it's a team okay. effort though you know something it's a team I, effort though because they I have the team it's the parents included in the team it's a team yeah exactly so so it it's not yeah it's not it's not one it's not, but again as you said it's the bigger picture as, as, as to why uh, uh, people of color are, are pretty much shunned. Okay, black people, brown people, red people, polka dot people. Anyway, next story. <laughs> I know, uh, um, that color. Go on. Polka dot? Anyway, next story. Next story. HBCU grad follows his dream, now owns a successful pharmaceutical. Now, again, this guy is uh, Dr. Martez Prince, a, pharma a pharmacist and entrepreneur, wants to make an impact in his community ever since he received his doctorate in pharmacy from an HBCU. So he quit his job at a big pharmaceutical company and started a pharmacy called Premier Pharmacy and Wellness Center that provides inclusive health care services for the community. So this company is called Premier Pharmacy and Wellness Center. So that's more than just a pharmacy, isn't it? Right, okay. exactly. But again, okay. the point being is, you know something? He thought outside the box. And and this is his way of giving back to the community, and 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 he quit his I don't know how much he was making, but he quit that job to follow his own dream. So uh, again, we don't have to. Go. Where was this story in the headlines? I, I just want to know. Did you hear this from ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, uh, TBS, TNT? Of course not. Did you hear it on OWN? <laughs> Did you hear it on Discovery? Did you hear it on? Anything? 
Why do we have to dig so far, so hard, just to find a positive story about what black young men are doing in America? We don't have to dig too far for the negative ones. It's, a, it's an overall picture that they want to portray. They who? White people. Nope. No. No. Let's put in the picture. Okay. See, now you got no. me talking. Those who are the gatekeepers of media. And they come in all colors. Oh, well. We the, like to call them the one percenters, right? Is that what you would say? Okay, I even go with that. <laughs> the government is too easy. It's media too well, gatekeepers. Well, I mean, media, well, media gatekeepers. Because media gatekeepers, gatekeepers are the ones who determine what is. The narrative. Is, yeah. what, that's right, what's they going on. It's being displayed. And they have all shades. They come in all shades and colors. Um, what is what, 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 uh, wait a minute, I might even have that story. Um, he was the black, the black dude that was on the, uh, 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 ABC, I think it was, Max, the black dude. Max, um, Max Robinson. He, he's dead, right? Okay, okay, it's him then. I hate to identify you through your death, but goodness gracious. But anyway, Max Robinson said that it really hurt him that he would have to tell stories or portray stories about black people that weren't true. But that's what the media did, and, and, and his bosses, you know, he was forced to do that. And, and so that's why we see this constantly every day. And, and, and you know something, it's, it's shown worldwide. So again, we're going to change that narrative. Uh, this is why you're getting these stories that you are getting now. Uh, my next story deals with Howard University and this particular church in its Alfred Street Baptist Church. That sounds like James Earl Jones. Oh, right. my gosh. Luke, I'm not your father. <laughs> Teresa, I'm going to do the right anyway, now. Anyway, this, uh, this is a, a church story. Now, you know something? Remember when churches used to be involved in our community? Uh, again, I'm going to go back to the uh, Montgomery boycott. Didn't have no cell phones. People rarely had a telephone. Uh, uh, they had word of mouth, and they passed this word around. In less than five days. Uh, exactly. And, and the impact that that boycott had on the city of Montgomery and its busing that brought about change. So, again, uh, uh, this is what can happen when you uh, come together. Uh, now, and, and again, the churches was our... our uh, that's our source. That was our hub. Exactly. When you wanted to know anything about anything in the community, you went to the church. And anything, anything that was happening in politics and in, in the world around you. It was the base of the community, right. pretty the, much. That's right. The, the exactly. change occurred because of the narrative that came across the pulpit to the parishioners out to the streets. That was what happened in, I'm going to say, in our communities that were black. We don't have communities anymore because the staples in the community we no longer have. We have neighborhoods. Continue. Yes, okay, going back to uh, Alfred Street Baptist Church in Alexandria, Virginia. It raised $100,000 for 34 students uh, with outstanding debts ahead of their May graduation this May, and that's Alfred Street Baptist Church. Thank you guys for yeah. what you're doing. You know, for what you're doing for these children. Let's interject on that for the, the children at Howard University. Remember last year, oh. this time, well, April last year, they actually had closed off the school. 
the students right. that protested yeah. because a lot of those students got jammed up because some of the staff members had been misappropriating their federal aid money, so they were not able to finish school. They were absconding these students' children's tuition. These children were already struggling just to get through. Remember, we were out there. Right, yeah. Right. So that right. was that. So, so to this church, Alpha Street, thank you so much. Thank you for on behalf of those students because a lot of them were stressing last year. They were yeah. wondering how yeah. they were going to yeah. graduate yeah. this year because that money they didn't get that money back. Okay. No, it only they didn't get it. It back. only took uh, uh, these guys a month to do it. And as I said, a Washington a Washington D.C. church raised over a hundred thousand dollars during a month long fast and gave it to local college students struggling with debt. One month fast. One month. And, and, and that's the strength or the ability of one church. Now, imagine if all the churches, what we could do collectively. Mm. Churches. And I know they're not trying to, I know they deacons, didn't do it for a poor show, but the fact of the matter pastors, is that we have to give, give kudos to people who, popes, who do. Popes. Uh, credit where credit's due. Exactly. Did he say the Pope? <laughs> I didn't even hear it. I didn't hear it. See, you, you know something? <laughs> that's because. I got something coming up. No, no, no. no that, that's because, you, you, you know something. Uh, Come on. Uh, mm -hmm. They're in that same realm. If, you know something? If you're not doing something about it, your compliance with what's going on. So that's complicity. So that makes you just as guilty. So you ain't getting off the hook just because you a deacon and not a pope. If you're not teaching God's word, then you're wrong. But anyway, that's another subject. Our next story deals with a homeless black teen that has been accepted to 17 colleges. How many? 17. 17. This is a homeless cat. Now, if a homeless cat can do this, and the opportunities that we have, why can't we do better? Huh? Well, see, this young man probably saw his options. Oh, hold up. He probably saw Let me throw this in there. Yeah, yeah. Keep that thought. Oh, and he wasn't part of this cheating scandal that's going on now that y'all probably heard about. Well, I looked at that cheating scandal, and I didn't see anyone that was black. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this guy is, is dialing Chick Lick. Is that? Dylan Chittick. Okay. Dylan. He was a homeless teen, has been accepted to. A homeless teen that has been accepted to 17 colleges in New Jersey City, New Jersey. He's a 17-year-old teenager from New Jersey who has been, who has had several challenges, including homelessness, has recently been accepted to 17 colleges. He's determined to be the first in his family to go to college. <laughs> Kudos to you. Keep it up. Young folks, uh, you can do it. Uh, all you have to do is put your mind to it. Don't believe the hype, but you can believe these stories because you know something. Uh, these cats are actually out there doing it, and they're your age. So get involved. You know something? You don't have to accept. If you, how that saying goes about if lemons and you make lemonade, if, if life gives you lemon, then you make lemonade. Oh, okay. So you can make money, golly. And then you can get some oranges, but anyway. But this is the headline that we did here last month. Today. Yeah, yeah. special. <laughs> He's on fire You're special. Oh man, you just don't know. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. We did hear this headline last month, and it was about a 24-year-old model uh, French model, her name, she goes by the name of Karima. That's the name that they gave us. Um, 
she said that um, Chris. Oh, Chris Brown. Oh. Brown was Holy brutal and violent to her. She said that she met him at a hotel for his entourage, and then they all end up going out together. And then she returned back to the hotel with them. And then several hours later, he was brutal and violent, and he violently attacked her and raped her. But she didn't report it until two days later because she was so terrified. Shaken. She was terrified. So he was arrested and detained and questioned. And then afterwards, after they've smeared his name in the media, after you put the headline, Chris Brown arrested for a rape allegation. Chris Brown arrested for a rape allegation in France of a, a French model. Chris Brown Chris in trouble again. Again, yes. Then it came out that Fake the, news. the girl lied, flat out lied. So now he's, he's got a lawsuit against her because what he said was that it's against his very character. He said, um, how dare you do this to my family and to my daughter? It's, it's not who I am. And, and so he has a defamation lawsuit against her. I had a problem with the story because I guess I, let me just, first thing. Sexual assault is nothing to play with, and sexual assault At is all. to be taken seriously. At Every all. allegation that is made. But I do believe, because it is the type of allegation that goes beyond your lifetime, I do believe that just like the victim, the alleged victim's name is withheld protected, I think the alleged perpetrator's name should be, should be protected too. Oh, I agree. I don't think that the name should be given until it has been adjudicated in court and the person's being found guilty. If they found guilty, then of course, then we'll know it, and then that person still has a right to due process of appeal. But at least then I could say, you know, I, I'd rather hear the story then. I don't want to hear about it before then because what happens is that how do you get a real pure jury, and how do you not have that 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 pool contaminated? Because in the court of public opinion, people already convict you anyway. I, I'll tell you another thing, Michael. Michael Jackson, that, that, that documentary, yeah. that, no, that fraudumentary, well, that docu-slobbery. <clears throat> Didn't watch it, wasn't going to watch it for a couple things, reasons. One, the boy's in the ground and he's dead. He's not here to defend himself. Number two, those alleged perpetrators had already made statements, several statements over. Oh, and he, got that, paid, too. And, 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 Don't and, forget and, that. And did, said that he did not. He ended up assisting those boys, helping them when they grew up, got them careers, got their name as, as choreographer, one um, the other one dated one of his, uh, the one who was a choreographer, ended up dating his, his niece, one of his nieces. And, and the thing about it is that what they don't tell you is that the FBI followed Michael Jackson ever since the first allegation. But they don't tell you about the one boy that committed suicide who turned around and said that it was a flat-out lie and he right. couldn't live with himself, mm -hmm. that right. he had did this to Michael, and he said his parents had put him up to it. So you don't hear that headline. That headline didn't make it. That that one that ended up didn't even make it in the story. That didn't make it out of out of uh what who what's her name? This is the thing. For what, me. What, what's her name, Mom? What, what's her uh, name? Uh, Gail. No, not not Oprah. I, Gail. Oprah. That right. didn't come out. So she's giving them all this platitude now, and she was supposed to be Michael's friend, invited to his <laughs> home. I'm your friend. You invite me to your home. You let me sit and sup at your table. I should at least have gone to your family to say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm considering talking to these fellas. I'm considering. This is what they have to say to me. Let me, let me hear from you. She didn't get, so that's a bias right there. So you're going to give these cats all this extra time for a man who is in the ground, number one. Number two, was already proven 
or not guilty Innocent. or was a, uh, was acquitted in a court of, of law. Number three, you don't say about, what's a boy named uh, uh, Corey, Corey uh, Feldman? who was a child t uh, star this is, this is who was molested and always told you, who did. Going, but he said that, Oprah, right? he said, no, yeah. not yet, no. Right. But, he, but he said that of all the people that he interacted in Hollywood, Michael Jackson was the one person that oh, right, never right, touched right. him and that. protected him. Macaulay Culkin said the same thing, said that Michael, Michael was a refuge for him when he had distress between he and his parents. So you don't tell that. When I'm talking about reporting, tell every time, remember we used to grow up, we had 45s of records, right? Mm -hmm. And a 45 had an A side, and what else did it have? A B side. A B side. So if you're going to tell A, tell B, and let us see what we want to believe. Well, you know something. Don't give me what you want me to hear. That once it's put out there. You can't take it back. Whether you're innocent or guilty, and, and in a lot, a lot of regards, in cases of black men, uh, it still sticks. That's Case. Okay, hold on. All right, check this out. This is, you just, you brought up Oprah. Yes, I did. Forget Oprah for a second. <clears throat> if you ask me who have I had uh, discussions, arguments, debates back and forth with over Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, how could you defend a, 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 what? I'm not defending him. What I'm defending is fairness, right? Play it even across the board. So why are we so quick to demean our own and not even ask questions? But the argument that's made is, well, Harvey Weinstein has uh, evaded going to court for almost four years, right? He hasn't even had a court date, but Bill Cosby is 80 and is locked up. So what you're telling me is, you don't even ask the question, because what I, what I hear constantly is, well, I'm not concerned about that. The white people have been doing that for you. What, what are you saying? So are you so literally, that makes it you're okay? literally saying that it's okay because that's well, them. I'm not understanding. No, I'm not understanding. I'm not getting it. Well, in the 1999 episode of Dateline, NBC, there was a, a former Bill, uh, no, Bill Clinton uh, assistant. Her name was Juanita Broderick. She alleged that late in the 70s that Bill Clinton raped her in a hotel room. The reason why they didn't charge him was because they said that when she initially told the story, she didn't tell. But if we're on the supposition that a person is victimized and that they are scared to tell the truth initially, why don't we go back and investigate that? That happened in the 70s, too, just like these allegations of uh, Bill Cosby and all these other. Bill Clinton was accused, I want you to get this in your head, of rape. Her name was Juanita Broderick. I want you to check it out, look it up. Where are you, me too, we too, three too, C too, you too, doo doo, people? You, you, you pick and choose. You can't pick and choose who you want. But we're going to take a quick break, and I, I'm getting ready to talk about Mr. Cosby. Okay, take the break. Loud as a rolling sea. Our organization is called T-Libs, and that stands for The Lord is My Shepherd. We're a nonprofit organization. We have several branches, like the limbs of a tree, 
one of our branches is Infinity Speaks, one is the Ouch Girl, one is um, Imagination Press, one is Connect to the Bridge. Uh, we also on boxwave.com every Sunday. We come shortly behind Ebony. Ebony's on from one to two. We're I on from that. four to five. And we have a show called Connect to the Bridge. And what we're doing, we're connecting resources of individuals. We're also connecting and re-Africanizing ourselves. We talk about social, political, economic, and spiritual. We do the whole gamut of everything. So uh, we also do publishing, we do writing, we do music, we do a whole lot of things. And we just start this new uh, branch called uh, T-Limbs Teens. And the T-Limbs Teens is where we're getting young people in the community involved. There's some young ladies that were on Ebony show, and we're going to do a cleanup in Baltimore City. So if you have some projects or something that you want interested um, young people to get involved in, just let us know. If you want them to be interviewed, go to Ebony. Yes. If you want them to set up a program or a project for us to do, and we'll come to the city do the same thing. This right here is an opportunity for us to come together as a community. We can start here, right here and now, and, and take back our communities. We need to be involved in each other's businesses. We need to support each other. We need to take back our neighborhoods. Uh, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, Uncle Sam, we're waiting on Uncle Sam. We've been waiting on Uncle Sam for the moment. And we as veterans, uh, some of us, we know how hard it is to get support from our government. So we're using this platform here as a springboard that we can take one VFW at a time. Next, we come to the community. Next, we have the whole neighborhood. Next, we have the state. Next, we have the country. All of us unite as one and doing what we can to help one another. Because, you know, the time is now. Uh, we've been sitting and waiting for a long time. So we want to encourage everybody here to spread the word about each other's businesses so we can get this thing off the ground and make a difference. Now, we have to do it. Voting is fine, but we have to do it. And so we're going to make them accountable just like we have to be accountable.
we're back. Um, I want to read a quick piece or say some notes <laughs> um, that I wrote earlier this morning. Just my thoughts. The notion of being irreplaceable is over-sensationalized and mostly delusional in the sense that we all we all are literally born to die and eventually are replaced in some form or fashion. Aging, if you're lucky, is inevitable. And when it all slows down, who are we? What mark have we left? Or do we just show up and have a good time and leave nothing but a few dollars to show for it? We should enjoy the moments that create memories, but with pointed vision and consistent purpose. God. Well, we were talking about Bill Cosby, and I got this mail, this Priority Mail Express that says, Thank you, Bill Cosby. A letter from black women in America. Now, this is a disclaimer for you feminists. We understand that sexual assault is very real, but we're coming from a different perspective here, and I'm going to need some help from Jermaine and from Sean. So every time I say we salute you and we say, you gentlemen are going to say, thank you, Bill Cosby. Let's try this. We salute you and we say, thank, thank you, you, Bill Cosby. Thank you so much. Okay. And I'm ready to read this letter. Thank you, Bill Cosby. A letter from black women in America. You rose up through the ranks to become one of America's most beloved celebrities, an icon of epic levels and intellect. We salute you, and we say, Thank you, Thank Bill, you Cosby. Bill Cosby. Some of you probably ran across him in 1956. He was near here in the Navy. He was stationed at Quantico and Bethesda. He was assisting wounded Korean War service members with their physical therapy. Yeah. He dropped out of school after his 10th grade, and then he got his GED via correspondence work, and then earned a track and field scholarship to Temple University. We salute you, and we say, Thank you, Bill Cosby. For showing us how to continue serving our mind and staying on the grind. Your career began in the most unconventional fashion, one that was rarely afforded to blacks of your era. Imagine, the same stage at the Hungry Eye, the one that launched and propelled the careers of Woody Allen, Dick Cabot, Joan Rivers, Mort Saul, Lenny Bruce, Godfrey Cambridge, and, and Maya Angelou. We salute you, and we say, Thank you, thank Bill, Bill Cosby. For demonstrating exceptionalism. We remember watching television in the 1960s. Napoleon Whiting? Wait a minute. I know I'm not the only old person in here. I know you remember Napoleon Whiting. Let's walk. He starred in this movie, this hit movie. He was an actor in this movie, this hit movie called Giant. You know, the movie that had Elizabeth Taylor, Rock Hudson, James Dean, Dennis Hopper, Mercedes McCambridge, Rod Taylor, Earl Holloman, and the last credited actor listed, and the only black in the entire film was Napoleon Whiting. Wait a minute. You don't remember that? 
How many of you remember watching The Big Valley on TV? He always played the same character in his movies, always. He was always the, uh, a butler or some sort. His name was Silas. He was always serving and he was so compliant. But, but his entire acting career, he was always and most of the time uncredited. And he portrayed menial roles, including his last role where he got um, promoted to a hotel clerk in 1975. But we can't be angry because he did what he had and was able to do. I mean, after all, Lincoln Thomas Monroe Andrew Perry, let me say his name again, Lincoln Thomas Monroe Andrew Perry was the first black actor to become a millionaire, but we knew him as Steppin Fetch It. He was also quoted in a magazine saying this, <clears throat> I represent the Negro whom white people despise. Uh -huh. The Negro who is supposed to be stupid, but uh, I, I put so much innocence and cleanliness to my roles, I am making the Negro white. We salute you and we say, Thank you, Bill Cosby. For not making the Negro white. From 1965 until 1968, you were the first black TV star in an NBC hit show called I Spy. As Scotty, you were the multilingual Rose Scholar. The, sh the show was filmed on locations all around the world. Heck, it was the one of the first shows that were filmed in the Verboten area in Vietnam. Black face for the black face, black face for the black race, black face in my space, no. You refuse to let a white man be, as they say, painted down as your stunt role. You insisted that a black man named Calvin Brown, who was a founding member of the Black Stuntmen's Association, be the person who did your stunt roles. Yeah. So they also owe you a big debt. How soon we forget. In all three years, you won an Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actor all three years. What people don't know is that your success enabled Flip Wilson the opportunity to have a show on the same network, the same network that you later on tried to buy, the same network later on it was do or die, the same work network later on that made you cry. Yeah, NBC. So we salute you and we say, Thank you, Bill Cosby. For leading the way for American Eurocentric audiences to invest in projects featuring black men. Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids ran for 13 consecutive years. It was a cartoon depicting a community rife with profound poverty. Not too different from neighborhoods today. Poor folk, broke folk, won't open the door folk. The difference? They had a nurturing community, not some vestige of what we have today. The hood. Even the very saying of the name invokes a very different visual for me. We salute you and we say. Thank you, Bill Cosby. You showed our sons that being poor wasn't shameful nor a permanent condition. You taught our sons to be resourceful by using what was available to produce what was needed. You showed us that poor doesn't mean being dirty, but rather cleanliness was not just a commodity, but a commonality. You gave us a different world and you provided black folks jobs. Dawn worked with you and Stute even to compose the theme music. Secondly, you showed our children that regardless of where you come from, regardless of where you come from, regardless of where you come from, you can still have the same types of dreams, realistically attainable goals, and success in a world that has a penal system that pimps them from penitentiaries versus pursuing paths of excellence. And this show was a spinoff from your own Cosby show, which by the way was number one, 
from 1984 to 88 during 89 during its eight-year run. And oh, don't tell me it was too bougie. Some of you just like ratchet and you like selling yourself short. What? Basketball wives that aren't even wives and real desperate housewives from, oh, pick a zip code. Or are you into love and hip hop? Hmm. Well, tell me, when was the last time you saw a Grammy Award winner on that show? Or I Love New York, a show which a woman calls potential suitors bees. And they stay? Oh. We salute you. And we say. Thank you, Bill Cosby. You never produced or starred in any production or wrote any narrative that emasculated black men in such a fashion. They rescinded or revoked 35 honorary doctorate degrees in letters. Okay. But you were smart enough to know one thing. As a black man in America, you can't take anything given. You could hold on to it for a season, but you brilliantly acquired your own earned doctorate of education. We salute you. And we say. Thank you, Bill Cosby. For showing how a full-time employee can do it. And, I mean, wow. You did it within three years of after receiving your master's degree. The United Negro College Fund provides scholarships for 37 private HBCUs in America. Now, you realize there are 101 recognized HBCUs today, which was down from 121 during the 1930s. And do you realize that it was Bill Cosby that began extensive investigations as to why the 11 HBCUs were open in Florida after the Brown versus Board of Education decision in 58, but all were abruptly closed after the passing of the alleged Civil Rights Act of 1964. But doors to information was closed, so he did the next best thing. He traveled the country and took the beaten path and oftentimes visited campuses incognito. Then he and his wife came up with a plan. It starts with us. We salute you and we say thank thank you, Bill Cosby. Unlike many athletes, entertainers, and successful blacks, you did not neglect the village from where you hailed. I wonder how many American black men and women can find direct lines to their education through the house in Elkins Park, which brings us to the good part. Direct quote, I am two people, man, Cosby told Life Magazine in April 1969. There are two of me. One is the cat up there entertaining and enjoying every minute of it. I like to stand up and give. Let it all hang out. Then there's this other cat. His father drank. Mother transferred her love to three surviving sons. Started out in the middle class when dad was young and working. Dropped to lower class and then the projects. Mother worked for $8 a day as a domestic. One brother got epilepsy. Get the picture? We salute you and we say. Thank you, Bill Cosby. Forgive us all for not recognizing that you too carry wounds and scars that are not visible. And that you too, like the story of that of most black descendants of slaves in America. We just find a way to give the world our best, but behind closed doors, we often have a little left. Sister Tarana Burke, not liberal Caucasian women, uh, listen, Milano, Tarana Burke is the creator and originator of the Me Too campaign in 2007. And guess what she said? She said it was a catchphrase to be used from survivor to survivor to let folks know 
that they were not alone. She said, me too is too powerful because somebody said it to me and it changed the trajectory of my healing process. Once I heard it, Me Too was about reaching the places that other people wouldn't go, bringing messages and words and encouragement to survivors of sexual assault where other people wouldn't be talking about it. Now, where are you so-called black feminists? Where are you at? Stand up and be counted. Where are you sisters of unity? Where are you? Okay. You're confused. Let me help you. In 1998, there was an op-ed in the New York Times where feminist Gloria Steinem said of Kathleen Wiley, the woman who accused Clinton, and of the woman, um, Jones, Ms. Jones, who accused Mr. Clinton of having sexual misappropriations with them. Gloria said, Mr. Clinton seems to have made a clumsy sexual pass and then accepted rejection. Wait a minute. How could she be so dismissive of women who came forward? and gave tales of Bill Clinton, to include one of his other aides that said that he raped her, and then she was discounted because she didn't make that as the initial statement. But we're still not after him. Something happened in the 70s. So much for you feminist so-called sisters. But remember, oh, Hill, you need to leave, Bill. But I have yet to hear anyone come to the defense of Camille. Two children have died in the midst of this debacle. Their son was murdered. Their daughter died from kidney failure. This is really the question you must ask yourself. What about the victim? And please don't say Andrea Constant. And I did pull the court records to get a good comprehension of what she said as the director of operations for women's basketball, working at Temple. She attended dinners with academics and entertainment industry professionals with Bill Cosby. She says that he allegedly, she alleges that he twice refused sexual advances. This was before the 4th of January, 2004. But on this particular day, she called him on the phone. Hmm. Ring. Hello. Yes. I'm stressed. Come on over to the house. Dress in comfortable clothing. Da, 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 da. Click. What does she do? This person in peril, this alleged victim, she goes to the house in Elkins Park of the same person that she said she had refused sexual advances before, to his house where his wife was not present at the time, to his house, the house that he sleeps in with his house, with his wife, the house that he raises children, Elkins Park. Yeah, that house. She went to that man's house, that woman's house. Changed her clothes to get comfortable. Told to be comfortable. He goes upstairs and then brings three blue pills down for her head, because she had a headache, she was stressed. And he allegedly called them, and I'm using his direct quote, or the quote that was given in the document. Three friends, blue pills make you feel good. The blue things will take the edge off, unquote. Two wrongs don't make a right. There was no public support, no women's group, no solidarity from black women for Camille Cosby. The only victim, and the only victim, and the only victim in this whole matter is Camille Cosby and Camille Cosby alone. You need to get that in your spirit. 
The only person that had no say-so in the matter of anything at all was Camille Cosby. So we say to you, we salute you and we say, Thank you, Bill Cosby. As black women, we applaud you. Yes, we applaud you. We give you a round of applause. We thank you for once again showing the world the resilience of black women. Thank you, Camille Cosby. Thank you, Camille. Very good. That's one thing that you know some, that we do need to take into account uh, with our black men, and again, it's part of the system. With our black men, we are always assumed guilty until proven innocent. Always. And, and they even have some of our folks banging the drum the loudest. Not some of, a, a vast majority of them. A, a good majority of them, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean. Systematic brainwashing. Exactly, exactly. I, I mean, you know something, uh, uh, again, we are portrayed in a manner in which we are the lowest thing on, on, on God's earth. But again, that can't be right because, you know something, uh, we were created first and therefore, you know something, uh, that would make God wrong because God made us the head. Well, the problem that I have with the entire matter is this, and this is the truth. You have this big flux of this woman received a, a settlement in a civil court. And when you have a case that's already been adjudicated in civil court and there's been something paid out, then you generally can't go back in. You generally don't go back in and then you go criminal charges because there are things that are testified in a criminal case that can be used to incriminate you or a civil case that can be used to incriminate you in a, in a criminal case. And that's what happened in this. There was testimony that he made in the civil case that was used against him in the criminal case. So I do believe that, that there was, then the one prosecutor said, no, we're not taking this case. And so then this new prosecutor trying to make a name for themselves. So, so yes, and they did it right before. The, in fact, it was within hours of statute of limitations for this particular case. Now, the other piece in the part that I have the problem with too is the fact that since she received a financial award from the civil case and since she turned around and then had it uh, adjudicated criminally, she should have to be re required, demanded to rescind any monies that she received from that case. case. And I don't hear anyone yapping or yammering about that because that is the that whole point of having Exactly oh, right. Hush money. Oh, exactly right. Then the other thing I have the problem with too is if you say me too, we too, she too, he too, whatever too, I'm saying, I'm going to say do you. And I don't even use that term because I don't even know what that really means. Do, I, I don't. It's like do you. Well, the, the, but what the I want to say. Too, the black I, you too is not, uh, I, the, not you. The whole point is this. You're quick. Now you got this thing you want to bring back Michael Jackson up. Now you're bringing R. Kelly. I'm not saying R. Kelly's innocent or guilty. What I am saying is there's some inconsistencies in the, area, the whole story. That's I blame the parents, yeah. first of all. I blame those fast chicks, second off. I blame women who didn't have to quit their jobs and fly in, third off. I blame his wife, fourth, fourth of all, too. I'm not saying that he doesn't have any blame, but there are other pieces. Every one of his handlers, R. Kelly had a situation with, with uh, Leah where he had married her in the 90s. And then in 2005, he was acquitted of a case. So what the heck you look like taking your daughter there to R. Kelly after 2005? What? Because you were there trying to get caked up. You were trying to get money. 
And when the money didn't come your way, then now you want to say, he brainwashed my daughter. No, you brainwashed your child because, like R. Kelly said, the children don't have any kind of attachment to his music. The parents do. And so that was the other thing. But you're quick to put this. So I'm not saying that R. Kelly's innocent or guilty. I'm just saying I'm tired of hearing about how you're av we, we go after these and black folks mute R. Kelly. You, what about muting El uh, Elvis Presley? Thank you. How about that? Elvis Presley was messing around with Priscilla. She was 14. He was 24. Why is he still in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Jerry Thank Lee you. Lewis was married, dated. Woody he was Allen. a grown man. Well, Jerry Lee Lewis dated, married his 13-year-old cousin and lived with her and had children with her. They were married for almost 20-something years. Why is he still in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't see anyone talking about in a school, a place in Indiana, some museum in Indiana just took all Michael Jackson's memorabilia out. What about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? What about Roman Polanski? Polanski fled out of here. He had five charges. He had charges by giving alcohol or uh, a controlled substance to a minor, uh, lewd, severe acts, raping. This 13-year-old, 12, 13-year-old child that was in his home. You allowed him to escape the country. First you allowed him, he pled innocent. Then you gave him, well, opportunity to plead guilty. So he pled out on one case. They dropped the more serious four offenses off of him. He left the country. Then in 2005, he got an Academy Award. Cut the funnies. Cut the funnies. Cut the funnies. No one said anything about rope. This guy who had this the, the last Academy Award, what's the name? Um, singer. Um, it was for, uh, he got it for Bohemian Rhapsody for um, Freddie Mercury's life story. This guy's up on charges right now. Oh, people are talking about separate the, the art from the individual. If you, that, that's the case, then separate R. Kelly from that his one. Then separate Play Michael even. Jackson. Play then separate, even. you can't that's pick it. and choose who you right. want to separate. That's it. So I'm tired of it. So when you're talking about these things, let's be fair. Let's be equal across the board. If I'm going to talk about the A side of the record, I can flip it over to the B side. You know, for a fact, sometimes the B side of, of the record was better than the hit they were trying to push on the A side. Especially if it was James Brown. Cause <laughs> he always, he this, always this had a side. Papa, no, make no mess. And this, is, and, this is, and this is the argument I've been hearing so from a, a female's point of view. Maybe you can help me understand. Sure. It's this, uh, well, the victim, it's not, we understand what you're saying. It's true what you're saying. Yes, it's not played fair. The president is a known sex offender, which I would touch on regularly. Um, but on top of that, it's not about them. It's not about him. It's about the victim. The victim, when you talk about anything but the victim and what happened to the victim, it minimizes what happened to the victim. And I'm like, okay, I understand. I, I understand that. And I don't want to be insensitive to victims of sexual abuse or verbal abuse or physical abuse, whatever the case may be. But you can't make it as though as a victim, it only matters when it's in the light. But you're telling me that, oh, well, Harvey Weinstein doesn't matter because they've been doing that forever. But what about the victims? Exactly. Well, we still so have problems. So how are you planning even? That's it, what I, well, it's, 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 it's not, not it's even. Not even. It's, it's not, not even it's because not you have Catholic priests that are being able to lead the country and the Catholic Church still support them. You still have all these different types of people. And we're, gonna, we're running out of time for this show today, but we appreciate your comments. We appreciate you calling in. We appreciate your... your, your you're sending us your concerns and your interest in this. The bottom line is this. Black people, and I'm saying this to black people now because that's what I'm dressing right now. Get on cold in this regard. Be consistent about when you're going to degrade. Caucasian folks, I'm telling you, be consistent. All people, be consistent. If we're going to say we're going to call out a group or an individual, call everybody out. Call everybody out. There's no reason why 
Elvis Presley should be considered still the king of rock and roll or even in the Hall of Fame. There's no reason why Jerry Lee Lewis should even be in the Hall of Fame. And there's no reason why Roman Polanski received a, an Oscar and another award on top of that. We can't separate it. You're saying that you can separate with one and separate from the other. Well, next week, we have Jermaine. Tell us who we have coming next week. Miss Siobhan Davis um, talking about her autism event, uh, Go Blue, I believe it's called, um, for April 13th, Saturday, April 13th. But she'll be on next week to talk more about it and um, her cause and so forth and so on. Walk the walk. Well, hold on, hold on one second before you uh, do walk the walk. Okay, I'll be real brief. Um, we do need your support. We do want you to call in. We want you to subscribe. Uh, we want your ideas. Like I said, we are your voice. Uh, Twyla, if you give them the uh, uh, website information. You can see and us. Things. You can find us on Connect, Connect to the Bridge. You can find us on YouTube, Connect to the Bridge. You can find us on Instagram, Connect to the Bridge. You can find us on Facebook, Connect to the Bridge. Connect to the Bridge. Connect, all, connect, connect to you. the Bridge. Okay. With that, what we need for you all to do this week is you need to go and make a big stink, just like you did about Mute R. Kelly. You need to mute Elvis Presley and mute Jerry Lee Lewis. Until next week, Ron, take, take us home. home.